welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Sopa, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to be on here with you. Your devotional, 100 Days of Living Deeply Rooted, came out when we're recording just like two weeks ago. So <laughs> that's exciting. Yes. You are the founder of Live Deeply Rooted, which I'm sure people are familiar with and love following along. It's so encouraging and like real, like it's not like fluffy encouragement, mm -hmm. which I'm all about. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and where Live Deeply Rooted came from. Yeah. Okay. Where do I even start with my <laughs> crazy story? <laughs> so I am Sopa Rush. I um, live currently in Texas right now. I have a beautiful husband of six years. We met in college and I have two little boys, um, Harlem and Bronx, who are now two and four. And I am a now published author. And I started Live Deeply Rooted. It was birthed out of kind of a dark season that I was walking in. I was living in Louisville, Kentucky at the time, and um, I didn't really have a lot of community there. And I felt really lonely. Mm. It was crazy because I was surrounded by people, but I still felt lonely. And I wanted other women or anybody really who was walking the same journey as me, trying to stay on the right path of being a believer and a Christian. It's kind of hard to do in society and in, the, mm -hmm. in this world. They make it kind of hard for us, you know? Yep. And so I, I just didn't want other people to suffer and not feel like they were alone in this process and this journey. And so I created Lift Deeper Rooted. I wanted a safe space for women to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel like they had a place. And even if they were struggling, to know that like God is with them always, like God yeah. isn't going to leave them or abandon them whenever we're struggling or we drift away, that he's always there ready to pursue us and welcome us back with open arms. I think after a few years of being in this game, I've decided that the best things come out of our darkest seasons. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I believe that 100%. I feel like I, although we hate walking through fire, we hate going through situations that are really super painful. They birth something within us that, yeah. that cannot be birthed without that, without yeah. the refining season, you know, without us going through it, because that's when we... I, or let me stop talking for everybody else. That's when I feel as though I'm relying the most on the Lord. That's mm -hmm. when I feel like I'm really allowing myself to surrender and give God full control because I can, I can only do so much. Right. And from there, that's when God steps in and be like, this isn't meant for you to carry on your own. This isn't meant for you to walk through this alone. Like I'm here for you and we're going to get through this together. Yeah. I agree. Like my darkest seasons have literally my, my, my devotional, I just wrote, I wrote in a very dark season that I just came out of last year. And so I wasn't able to write it if I didn't have right. to go through what I went through. So definitely blessings. There's, there's 
blessings within the storm. There's always a rainbow after a storm, or I believe that anyway. Absolutely. (laughs) It's kind of like, it's almost cheesy, but in college I had Mm -hmm. a poster and it said, no pressure, no diamonds. Yeah. Because it just, I mean, in college, everything feels hard. Like it just feels like everything is difficult. (laughs) But I remember like learning in like a geology class, which was honestly so pointless but about like the pressure (laughs) and the, the like almost adversity that so many things are under before they become beautiful things. Because like you said, here's the reality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have a book that comes out in October. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. But I couldn't have written that book if I hadn't gone through dark seasons because I, what would I really have to write about? Like, yeah everything's always been great. Nobody wants to read that book. Like, like, I don't want (laughs) to read that book. You know what I mean? Right. And so it is out of like the hard and the dark that I think so many really incredible things, pieces of content, books, creations Mm -hmm. come out of. One of the things you said was like, you were surrounded by people, but you were lonely. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. At the time, I moved to Kentucky. I didn't know anybody. I moved there for an internship. So I was working at a mega church. So I had people surrounding me. I was, you know, working with the youth, but yeah, I still felt so lonely. I felt um, I was living with a family at the time as well in their basement. And even in their basement, like I felt so like separated from their family. Mm -hmm. And like, I, like, I wasn't really close with my family at the time as I am now. And so like, I just really felt like I was just in it alone. I felt like I was walking and then also my husband was at school still. He was still getting his his degree. And so I just felt like I was isolated when I was in Kentucky. I was just like, eh, there's nothing here for me. And I felt like the enemy really was trying to to like snatch me up because he yeah. saw how vulnerable I was because I was uh, I just felt so isolated from the world. Well, and I think that that being isolated does make you vulnerable. Yeah. Scripture is so clear and like repetitive about the importance Mm -hmm. of community. And I, I really struggle with that as well. Like, I think that's just kind of a a thing that I struggle with is being surrounded by people and feeling lonely or feeling like I'm not really connecting or like I'm giving more of myself than they are. And like, that's one thing for those things to be a reality. I think it's another thing to, when you let it like almost become a part of your identity. Yeah, for sure. Like, cause you can be isolated. You can be lonely, yeah. but are you letting that like tell you who you are? I think what I had to learn was like, there's a difference between isolation and solitude. Mm. And I feel like in, I felt in that moment, walking through it, I felt isolated as though that like, it was all the enemy who was trying to isolate me and do all these things. But now that I'm out of it and I, I've been able to reflect and look and see how far I've come, I realized like that was a season that God wanted me just to himself. Yes. Like, I, the solitude that that came in, in that season of like me being so in my word and pursuing God and having all the time just for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I was away from family. I was away from my fiance at the time. I was away from anything that was comfortable for me. It reminded me a lot of Abraham when God was like, I'm literally going to uproot you and move you to another place. I'm going to give you all of these things as a promise to you and your family. And I kind of felt very similar to that when I was in Kentucky. And I was just like, 
the solitude of just being present with God. Like God mm-hmm. needed me to be alone so that he could refine me. And then also birth lives deeply rooted. Like exactly. that's literally where it lives deeply rooted was birth, was just out of like being away from everything I knew so that I can draw to him and then be able to outpour to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is a difference. And mm-hmm. I think being, I'm going to use your your terminology, like being deeply rooted allows you to see mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. You know, because like Jesus pursued solitude, like he went off often because he knew like the world is noisy and people are distracting and like sometimes you need that. But I think you like touched on something really important that I know I've experienced of like, if you're not doing that on your own, God will do it for you. Like he'll give you solitude. (laughs) He'll, he'll be like, oh, we're, we're doing this. Like, yeah, doing the solitude thing. Or for me, I've been in seasons where he's taken a lot of friendships out of my life because I was like relying on those more than him and my husband, which should be my most important relationship. Yeah. And it really honestly all comes down to trust. Like, do we mm-hmm. actually trust God to do good things for his kids? Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I love what you said there too, even in friendships and like who we Cause it's like, sometimes we pray for God to like give us certain things or pray for us to be in different situations. And then when God gives us that, we're like, hold up, this is not what we were expecting. Right. And same with French. Like you ask God to remove anything out of your life that is not pleasing to him or is, is distracting you. And God t- uproots friendships and he uproots you from different things. And you're like, wait, God, I wasn't talking about this, but exactly. God knows best. And so, like you said, it's just really this was, I've had a hard season of, um, of friendships being removed as well. So I, I completely relate with that, Yeah, but it's been such a blessing in disguise, not even in disguise. It's been a blessing. Uh-huh. So yeah, I can't even like, I'm very thankful that God did it. It just was very painful in that moment as well. Absolutely. That's actually something I just recently, like in the last six months started talking about kind of publicly, like, not not in a not like in a T <laughs> like God yeah of course but just in a yeah. like okay like this happens like we have friendships that end or God removes like mm-hmm. and I was literally driving down the road the other day just kind of thinking about it I've lost kind of I've been in a similar season of kind of losing some friendships and just being like what the heck like we started this podcast episode talking about how yeah. like God created us for community. And then like God takes these relationships out of our life. And it's just like, well, which one is it? Like, (laughs) are we creating a community or are you? And, but Mm -hmm. being able to see it as a blessing. Yeah. That's everything. Like it just changes everything. And it like these things, I don't know about you. Like I know in a time, like I was really upset with God for yeah like because I knew that it was him I knew that it was not like in a blame way but like I knew it was him and I knew it was his plan but I was still like I still don't like it like yeah I can see that this is your plan but I don't like it and now I'm like oh you knew exactly what you were doing yeah it's I mean it's hard to walk through that but also I think for me I had to do a lot of self-reflecting too because Mm -hmm. I know that like I could have done things better as well Mm -hmm. and and so for God to use those situations to better me is something is amazing. You know, something that's really been a blessing. It hurts. But mm-hmm. like I said, it, I had to grow. I had to learn. I had to uproot some things in my own life and unlearn some things yep. and habits. Like 
sometimes it's not them. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes, sometimes it's just things that I need to work on or grow up from and, and kill out of my life that shouldn't be planted within me, you know? So, yeah. you know, how comparison comes in jealousy, just certain things can be seeded and then planted in your heart. And so God really, yeah, he was really working on me in, in the last yeah. six, seven months as well. Yeah. Cause I think the reality, like there are some relationships where I can look back and see, I wouldn't have grown in this area if yeah. I, if this had stayed because we were just, mm-hmm. we were comfortable and we like almost yeah. enabled that in each other or yeah. whatever. So I totally get it. It's, and I just wish more people would talk about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of trauma bonding that goes in that as well, where you connect because of a pain that's happened in both of your guys' lives or just something you're both walking through. But when you're healing or you've healed from that situation, then you have nothing in common with that person. And mm. then it's like, it's, it's literally like, there, there doesn't have to be any beef. There doesn't have to no. be any, like anything that's causing you like, oh, she did me dirty. It's literally, I've outgrown you, you know, yeah. and it's my season to move on. I still love you. I can still yeah. love you from a distance, but where God is taking me, I can no longer stay the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been learning too in this season is like, I've had friendships that I were bonded on trauma mm-hmm. and um, I didn't realize it when I was in it, but being yeah. out of it and being on the outside, I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, I've grown so much and I'm so thankful. And a lot of people aren't talking about it because it is so hard and it is, it takes a lot to heal from it, to heal yeah. from, because I feel like friendship breakups are like divorce. I mean, I can't say it's like divorce, but it feels like an actual breakup. Oh, it's very painful. There's, I have a few chapters in my book about it. And mm-hmm. the first chapter that references that, like the first line is, can we just all be on the same page that friendship breakups hurt worse than boyfriend, girlfriend breakups? Like they're so much worse. Because, they, you they know, do. like they do feel <laughs> even worse. And I like, there's a, there's a like clarifier. I'm not talking about divorce, but like mm-hmm. it hurts. But I love what you said about trauma bonding and like outgrowing someone that it doesn't have to be like a, we don't have to have a falling out. Like, yeah, I know like you're still working through that and that's totally fine. But like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to talk about people to make myself feel better or feel competitive or jealous Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And we've like kind of put it in this viewfinder of a negative thing because it causes the end of a relationship, but for sure, it's actually a good thing. So I know Mm -hmm. another thing that you talk about a lot, both on your platform and in your devotional is like the deeper part of it, living deeply Mm -hmm. rooted and and having a deeper faith. What are some of the things that you kind of share or or guide people towards for just connecting more deeply with God? Yeah, I just want to say like for anyone who's ever felt like they've drifted from God or felt like far from God, or you don't even know how to connect with God. I feel like I've created this devotional to remind anybody who's struggling, and even if you're not struggling with that, but to remind people that like God is so intentional and God really wants, he really wants you. Mm. Like you don't have to do anything for God to long for your connection and your presence. Like God loves you for who you are. And regardless of your mistakes or anything that has made you feel less than, 
like you are a child of God mm. and, and, and God really don't play about his children. He loves his children so Amen. much. And so I just really wanted people who are walking through this devotion or who, who want to become deeply connected to God is just to be able to spend time with them. That's really all that it's about. I, I feel like we make it so hard. I feel like it's so complex, but it's really so simple. It's like trying to have a relationship with someone. I always think about like me and my husband, like we live under the same roof and we, we do life together. And that's how we build our relationship. That's how we grow and connect and learn new things about each other. But I couldn't imagine a day where I just, I don't talk to him. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine going two or three days, not saying anything to him at all. And us to like, there not to be any type of like weirdness. Of yeah. him. Like, why are you not talking to me? You know? And I feel like that's the same way with the Lord It's like, the way to build a relationship with God, the way to dive deeper and to learn more about him and to grow with him is you have to have a relationship with him. You have to be able to spend time with him, whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, like God just really wants you to connect with him. And I, and so, I mean, it's, it's really simple to be honest and just wish people could understand that even with your prayer life, like people are always asking me, how can I pray? I don't know how to pray to God. And I'm like, it's just a conversation. It's a conversation of just being like, hey, God, you know, today was wonderful or today was not such a good day. Like I'm really struggling or I'm frustrated or God, I feel so confused or God, today was a really good day. I'm, I'm in a really good space. Like, please protect my mind. Please protect my spirit. Whatever you're feeling, you know, you praise God, you thank God, you ask God for a prayer request, whatever it is. Like God just really wants to be in communion with, with you. He wants to have that relationship aspect because he's a God who is relational. Yeah. That's literally how I have gotten to a place where I have a deeper relationship with God is just spending time in his presence. And then soon not to beat yourself up. You know, if you can't have a week where, I mean, if you go a week or two without having your quiet time with the Lord, I feel like we have this thing as Christians, like we have to have our quiet time in the morning at five o'clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm that way. I love to have my mornings to myself because I have kids now, mm-hmm. but like we, we put so much pressure on us to have that time where then we, then we kind of drift away from God. Cause we're like, Oh, I'm not close with God anymore, but I'm like, God is, God is everywhere. God is mm-hmm. present everywhere. So whether you're doing the dishes, whether you are scrubbing the floor, you're doing your homework, you know, his presence is, is, is near his presence is all around us. And I just don't want people to beat themselves up or feel guilty for not being able to have that alone time with God, that one-on-one time in the, in the morning. And yeah, I just, huh, I just feel like I'd be rambling sometimes, but I just really am passionate about people just getting time with them, whether mm-hmm. that is literally five or 10 minutes. Yeah. And that it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Instagram and the internet have made us think. And those things are great. Like if you have a really Mm -hmm. idealistic, picturesque, quiet time, I love that for you. I love the the cozy blanket and the pretty Bible and the candles. And Mm -hmm. I love it. And I get to do that every once in a while, but not every day. Not every day. And I think sometimes we get it in our minds that if it can't look like that, then like I shouldn't do it. Or like your relationship with the Lord is failing. I'm like, right. it's not failing. Like, uh, and, and I used to feel the same way too. I used to put that pressure on me. Like, oh, I'm not spending, I don't have my morning, especially when I was postpartum mm-hmm. with my first kid. And I, I didn't have the luxury because I was so exhausted to do my quiet time in the mornings. I would do it in the evenings or I'll try, to, or even, some days I wouldn't even do it because I was so tired mm-hmm. and I would beat myself up for it. But everyone's prayer life looks different. Everyone walks with the Lord looks different. Like, and it's not meant for it all to look the same. Right. And so just be gracious with yourself 
and know that like God is welcoming you back if you fall if you've fallen or if you felt yeah. like you've drifted away because you haven't been intentional with your time with him. Well, and even if you feel like you've drifted away, he hasn't is always like yeah, the best news. You know, like he's yes. stayed the same and he's also stayed like the same yes. proximity. But like to your analogy earlier of talking to your husband, like y'all can stay living under the same roof and not talk and feel separated. Mm-hmm. You know, like God didn't move away from you. You just but haven't he's still been near. Right. Like you just haven't been talking to him. So I literally what yesterday was like not a great day. And it was one of those mm-hmm. days where I like kept trying to open my Bible and like read the se- same verse 17 <laughs> times and like, oh my gosh. And so I finally, I had this like Bible, like meditation app mm-hmm. and I just turned on like the 15 minute one and laid in my bed and had the bet, like the nearest time. I'm going to need that app. <laughs> It's the Abide app. I'm obsessed with oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to get it. It's go ahead my it favorite. Right yeah. <laughs> okay. Let like, me do it before I forget. <laughs> so, you know, you can use the code Blake10. Okay. I got you, boo. 10% off of a premium subscription, which gives you like longer meditations. Okay. I used it all the time. Like you, when I was postpartum, when I was like, mm-hmm. it was all I could do to lay with a baby on my chest and just listen to something. But I, I mean, I love it. And I think it's just reframing that like, is the study of scripture important? Yes, absolutely. Of course. But like God's okay. Like you're okay. Like the pressure is off. Yep. Sorry, I'm downloading this. No, way. you're good. Do it. I love it. <laughs> the best. I'm obsessed with it. Yes. Okay, perfect. I'm going to go ahead and add that to my, my thing. Add that to, to your, add that to your list. It's so my... good. <laughs> so. The other thing that you talk about a lot is like the power of our testimonies and mm-hmm. like connecting with your own stories so that so many of the things that God's taught me have come through other people's stories and experiences mm-hmm. and then being bold and open enough to share those things. Of course. What kind of like, I know one of the things you talk about is like tracing God's hand in your story. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a, a very traumatic childhood, <laughs> and it was really, really, I mean, to be honest, it was very awful. Yeah. And I was I didn't grow up in a Christian home either. So my grandma was actually Buddhist, and then she converted later on in life to Christianity. But um, I didn't really know Jesus until I was a teenager. But even then, like, I didn't have a personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. It was more so like I feared him out of mm-hmm. like him being the authoritarian rather than like like, I felt like if I did anything wrong, I was going to go to hell. That's like mm-hmm. how I felt Yeah. until I got to college. And I just, and it was just a whole different relational aspect of like, wow, my father is very relational. So I felt so much more connected to him. But over the years in my life from me, you know, from my childhood to me, like moving away from all that I knew and I was uprooted again. And my mom sent me and a couple of my siblings to a children's home. It's kind of like a foster care system. So I lived there for about six years until I went to college. And even there, like, I don't, I just could see God's protection over me, like moving me out of the city. I grew up in Chicago in the hood. It was, it wasn't very safe. It was very dangerous and removing me from that and placing me in this children's home. And at the time I was like, God, why am I in this place? Like, I just mm-hmm. felt so abandoned by God. And yeah. I was already dealing with rejection and abandonment issues because of my father. So 
to have that and to feel that from my earthly father and my heavenly father. I was like, why do I feel so alone? Like I feel really abandoned by everybody. But as I got to college and as I like stepped into being a wife and like just living a little bit more, I'm like, wow, I literally could see God's hand in everything. Like God protecting me here. God protecting me here. God covering me in this situation and putting me in the school. Like if it wasn't for a family from church that took me in my senior year of high school, I would not have gone to the Christian college that I went to and met my husband. Like mm. it just was like so many stepping stones of only God could have done that. Yeah. I'm so adamant about um, the people sharing their testimonies, sharing their stories and just kind of sharing how like God is faithful and God has, there's just so much goodness in who God is. In the moment when we're walking through different things, we sometimes can't see that or we can't feel it because we're operating out of our emotions and not out of God's truth. Mm. And so when we're walking through those things, just to be reminded that like, this is literally just a a season that you're in that's going to birth so much greatness out Mm -hmm. of it. And so that's why I'm so encouraged when I hear people's testimonies or I encourage people to share their testimonies because your testimony is going to be able to impact someone else's life. Yeah. That they're going to be able to touch other people. It's just like a ripple effect. It's like you tell your story, they feel the courage and, and safe and trustworthy to be able to share their story with someone else. And it just continues and continues. And so also people don't feel like they're alone. Right. They see that God's, it also opens people's eyes to see like that God's in the midst of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me share my story. And when they share their story, they're like, wow, God protected me from this, 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 and this, and this. And then they are able to continue sharing their story. And that's how we win souls for Christ too. Yeah. So it's just Amen. like, it's a, it's a win-win because they're like, look what God did. God brought me out of this test to share my testimony. So now that we can be able to bless other people and yeah, it's just, it's cool. So did you ever at any point, like, because the, your story is quote unquote, like messy or hard, did you ever like struggle with not wanting to tell it? Or have you always just been like, this is my story? Of course, I was so embarrassed by my story because I went to a school, I went to a Christian school, but before I went to a Christian school, I went to, I went to predominantly white um, high school, predominantly white college. And I just felt like everyone had a cookie cutter life. Mm. And, you know, a lot of them had two parent households. A lot of them, you know, had success or money or just like they looked like they had it all together. And I don't know if they had it all together, right. but from the outside looking in, it was like their lives were so perfect. And I, my mind was a mess. And like, I just felt like I didn't fit in with anybody. I felt like I was kind of like a black sheep compared to everybody until I think I shared my, my testimony once with a group of friends that I felt really safe with at, at college. And when I finally shared my story and I said, I was crying when I was sharing my testimony, then they were crying with me. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, wow. Like, and they started sharing things that they went through in their lives. And I was like, wow, my story can change people's lives. My stories can touch other people. And that's whenever I was like, I'm not embarrassed by my story. I'm not humiliated where I came from. I am so honored that I had to go through all that. Like as much as I hated going through it and walking through those dark seasons. Like I'm so honored that I get to be here today to give God all the honor and glory for where I came from. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in this position right now. Well, and you know, what's crazy is on the flip side, 
people who had really cookie cutter lives often don't want to tell their stories because they think it's too boring and too vanilla. Yeah, exactly. God didn't even do anything. So like the enemy's doing whatever he can to keep us from telling our stories, like whatever lie it is he has to tell. You know, like, I mean, because I did, I grew up in a house like my parents just celebrated like 36 years of marriage and wow that's grew up in a great home and a great school system you know but like it, I was still living life you know like there was still stuff happening and the, the battle mm-hmm. of being a human but for a long time I was like I don't have anything to talk about like I don't exactly you know like I've never <laughs> been addicted to drugs like I've never uh-huh. you know but I think that we think there are qualifiers on telling our stories, it being like perfectly put together or it being like this radical story. And I just, I think that that's a lie from the enemy to keep us from connecting. A hundred percent. But everybody has a voice and everybody's story matters, regardless of where you came from, regardless of whether you felt like your life was super vanilla-y or if you felt like humiliated by your story, like God is going to use that story regardless. And he's going to use it to glorify him. Absolutely. Well, Sopa, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom. I'm so excited for people to get their hands on 100 Days of Living Deeply Rooted. Where can people connect with you online? Anywhere. Um, You can just type in Sopa Rush on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I'm new to the platform, but I am on TikTok. And then also I have a blog as well that you can Google the Sopa Rush and it should pop up, I think. Perfect. Yeah, and we'll link to all of that in your show description. Thank you so much for the, your time. Of course. Thank you so much. This was such a an amazing time just to kind of share my story again and just hear a little bit about you and just to kind of connect, not kind of, but connect with you and get to see what you do on a cool podcast. Uh-huh. So thank you. Thank you. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.